Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another podcast, World at War Comics. Today, my special guest, good friend, Mr. Newton. How are you, Newton, man? So good to have you back. Um, yeah, I'm so excited, man. You have some news, man, that you've been kind of throwing out there on uh, Instagram, man. I thought, let's bring them back and let's talk about this because I love everything that Dream Fury does, man. Yeah. Hey, Tommy. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. So, um, you know, it's all it's always good to come back again to a podcast, you know, knowing that they, um, somebody like you who, who really appreciate comics and who's into it, you know, is um is so supportive, especially I, I see both my comics in the background right there. I'm just missing <laughs> to get the other cover, man. But you have uh, kind of the grayscale right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last one that you just did with your Kickstarter, which is the full color, which is crazy good. And I think there's a middle one, right? Where there's a a cover at least. There's another cover. I know there's another cover. Yeah, so there's um uh for the black and white version, the grayscale version with the color accents, there's uh -huh. like three other covers. Oh, it's I gotta get on it. Oh, this one right here, right? Yeah, there's like yeah, and I don't I don't print the other three covers anymore <laughs> so so like I, well, I got the two that are available then yeah yeah so whatever i have left in stock and back there is like what i'm saving for my um i guess my next keisha kickstarter and then yeah. after i get rid of those that's it no more printing yeah. so yeah that's that's one of the things i do is like uh i, I print a limited copy of the variant covers so what I try to do with the variant covers is not just that they're variant, you know, but like they're just limited in supply. So that's smart. Yeah, um, yeah I keep it like so um to to like a the the a bare minimum at the most, maybe maybe I'll print like eight, anywhere from like uh five hundred to at the most like eight hundred. Maybe I might stretch it to a thousand, but for the most part, I think 800 um, copies of a variant. So if you have those variants, you know, keep those variants. Awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lot. It's not a lot of covers. And that, for the Keisha Demon Eater, I have um, the, the color, the color copy for the color version of it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop printing that because I think it um it's getting confusing because now that I have the color version of the book, yeah. I don't want people to think that because it's a color cover that it's actually the color inside the book right. too so yeah i'm no longer gonna print that um and then i've got two other um variant covers on that uh of keisha demon either so once they're gone they're gone oh. it's funny because like I, I i i used to like listen to other creators and they're like yeah you know um I got to find uh, a copy for myself because I don't have one. And I used to think to, to myself, like, how can you let that happen? Like your own book, you don't have, but now as a creator, I can see how it happens. Cause like you lose track of like your own books and yeah. <laughs> you're selling them. And so like, I'm like, remember keep a copy for yourself, man. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hey, man. Oh, that would drive me crazy, man. If I didn't have a copy of my own book, man, at least one, yeah. right? One, right. Yeah, yeah, especially um, you know, limited edition one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then we got Crescent City Monsters, four issues right here, which is another incredible title, man. Love yeah, the artwork again. Giancarlo is just a master at art. I think he's at the top when it comes to indie comics. 
So between your writing and his artwork, it's so good, man. I remember, I don't know how I, maybe just you fell on my thread on Instagram somehow. And I looked at it, you know, I like to try a lot of things and I picked it up. And I remember, I think I ordered the first issue of Crescent City Monsters. And I'm like, holy crap, dude. I think the next day I just bought the rest of it. I'm like, if it, if the next three are anywhere near issue one, I'm going to have a blast reading this, man. And sure enough, man, banger, 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 banger. So yeah, five, um, Newton, just waiting on five, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on five. Are um, you? Yeah, I lucked out with uh, finding G and Carlo Bernal. Um, uh, for those who don't know, I discovered him. No, I discovered. Uh, yeah, right. Um, I didn't discover Gian, but he. Um, uh, the first time I I ran into his um website was a uh, Deviant Art. So um, I was uh, cruising Deviant Art. That's when I saw his um his his artwork, and I was like, wow, this this guy is really good. And it's the funny thing is, as I was going through his uh, portfolio, I saw a few pages and. There were, there were pages from uh, Kickstarter that I had backed, and he, I was like, oh, he's the artist for this um, this one Kickstarter. I was like, oh, that's great because he's familiar with Kickstarter and their deadlines, and you know, so you know, that was my one concern. I wanted to not just have a really good artist, but artist who was able to meet deadlines and whatnot. Because doing the Kickstarter was always in the plans, so I wanted to be able to make sure that. Um, an artist who, who could meet a schedule, and so uh, I had you know I kind of vetted him. I was like, hey, because when you're dealing with artists, it's always best to um, uh, kind of like vet them before you, you know, say, hey, let, let's do a comic book together, right? You you want to see what what um what his working style is and what kind of communication um the the artist has and you know work through it and see, see if you guys can work together basically and so um i had him do a couple of commissions and it was like it was super dope it was like it was better than what i saw on deviant art i was like what i was like i was like man the stuff he has on deviant art is good but the stuff he gave me is crazy so i was like so i was like okay yeah um are you available for um for this comic book and amazingly enough he was like yeah sure um i can do your comic book and um i'm not sure but somehow you know like the the stars aligned and um we started doing the comic book and um i like i explained to you maybe i mentioned in the previous interview but big walking dead fan and i was i was a fan even before the, the the tv series came out and so i was like um can you uh, so the the plan was that the book was going to be in black and white and so i said hey can you uh do uh black and white grayscale like the way they do in um the walking dead and i sent him a sample right and uh true the gene form like sometimes i'll send him something and he he like he just goes above and beyond what i sent him like so like you know and then so he so he's like he's like oh yeah i can do that so if you've ever seen the grayscale on um 
Uh, the Walking Dead is nothing like what Gian does. <laughs> so Gian sent me the uh, the first page of uh, Crescent City Monsters, and I was like, "This is your great scale work." I was like, "Okay," I was like, "This," and he sent me the first page. When he sent me the first page, I was like, I was blown away. Yeah, I was yeah, like, "Level new." That's why, man, when I opened this comic for the first time, because this is the first one I got. I start small, right? It was a single issue. I'm like, okay, I'll start there. I'm not gonna go crazy. Make sure it's good stuff, right? And when I just open it this. I'm like, okay, I gotta get to the next. <laughs> the writing's terrible and the story's dumb, man. The art is worth it alone. And of course, yeah, I read it. I'm like, holy crap, dude! Like it, it, the hanger at the end. I'm like, man, I gotta get the next three, dude. This is good all around. Yeah. Good, man. Writing. Yeah, thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, it's funny because I've had. People at when when I sell uh, Crescent City Mountains at cons, um, so I have the trade also, right? The trade collects all four books, but then you know some people are a little apprehensive about buying a trade because they don't know how you know good the 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 book is because like you said the the artwork could be banging, but then the story's like, eh. um, so like they'll go, you know what? I'll just buy issue number one. And then, you know, I've had this a few times happen and then people come back and say, I've just read the issue. Like they, they're at the con and they, they read issue number one. They come back. I read issue number one. I want the rest. <laughs> you know, so it's like <laughs> you got to make a dream of uh, Fury um, stickers that says you'll be back and just put them in like the single issues. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be well, back. I, I, yeah, well, I, you know, um, and you know, I, I don't say it to be cocky, you know, yeah. I, I, I say it as a joke, but I tell them, like, I, like they'll buy the first issue, and I say, hey, look, whatever you do, if you're on a budget, don't read it here because you're gonna come back and buy the rest, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, and um, and that's forcing like, them to read it, man. They're like, I want to be able to see this guy anymore, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and I, you know, I say half jokingly, but um, <laughs> it's true though, it's true, man. I mean, fortunately, I wasn't at New York Comic Combine; I was online, but so I had to wait like whatever the shipping time to get the others in, man. So I was just like, "Come on, come on, come on!" But I, I think I blew through. I actually started over with one again, and I read all four in just one sitting because I couldn't stop, man. It's just, it's that good. It really is, man. Thanks, you know, I appreciate it, especially you know, this is like um. For me, like so, uh, Crescent City Monsters was my first title, and um, before then, I, I didn't really did that. that was, I, I didn't read comic books. Um, I wrote com, no, nah, I didn't write comic books. I, um, I read comic books, right? I was a big comic book fan, and I, I had all these ideas in my head. Um, so and I didn't really, you know. I didn't really know what to expect. It wasn't like I was like before Crescent City Monsters. I was sitting down there every day writing and like, hey, you know, this is what I'm gonna do. Um, I was just inspired because I was I was a big Kickstarter fan, but I was more into the like the technology projects in Kickstarter, right? And um, I would back all these like little gadgets and stuff. And then I saw they had a, a comic book section and I was like, word, okay, let me check this out. And I looked and um, I was like, oh, I was like, these guys are indie guys. And I was looking at some of the stuff that they were doing and I was impressed by the quality of it. Right. I was like, oh, this isn't some cheesy like thing. I mean, a lot of these people are banging out some quality stuff. 
and they're using Kickstarter to um to to fund their um their books. And I was like, maybe I should do that. And so I was looking into it, and I remember I bought my first Kickstarter book. It was called Shadow Eyes. Um, it was printed by Eye and Circus Comics. Uh, it was by Sophie Campbell, and um, it was really good. I liked it, and I was like, man, this is. I was like, this is really good stuff. And so I was like, man, I was like, you know, I think I could do this. And so like, <laughs> I looked into it, and you know, um, it turns out that there was like a, a like a little PDF of how to like it broke down on how to do a Kickstarter. And so um, I came up with a game plan. You know, I discovered like most people, what they did, not most people, I should say some people, not, it wasn't even most people. What they did is like six, seven years ago when I was looking into it, the most, um, the most popular comic books that sold on Kickstarter were people who had web comics, who would uh, have their web comics online for free for like at least like a couple of years and build a, a following and then they would go on Kickstarter and then um sell their book that way. And it, it was funny because it's kind of counterintuitive, right? Like you would think like, well, people are getting the book and reading it online for free. Not they're not getting a physical book, but they're reading, you know, the story online for free. Why would they buy the book? But it, it worked. So I was like, you know, at first I was like, yeah, it seems kind of intuitive, but these people have done it. And so I'm I'm going to follow the same model. I'm going to put my comic books online um, three pages at a time, build a following and then launch my Kickstarter. And then so um, that's exactly what I did. And lo and behold, it worked <laughs> like, you know, um, I, it took like a year to do the first the first issue and I, I built a nice little following by the time you know people had actually read the people re already read the comic book online but you know um by the time the comic book was finished you know online they they knew the ending they they seen the artwork but they're like i can't wait to get the book you know so that was like that was like okay um it was cool because it was it was a it was an amazing feeling because one for first I knew I had a really great artist right so I was excited about that but like you know like you mentioned earlier like the artwork is um is really good and so but how's the story right and it was my first like I said Crescent City Monsters was my first title but um when when I started and it was like you know the first like six to ten pages were online most of the comments were like oh the artwork is great but no one would say anything about the story so i was like <laughs> oh no <laughs> i was like okay yeah, okay yeah. <laughs> and then it's like you know i'm then i'm halfway through and then people were like the artwork is great and you know i, I like the story so i was like oh, okay now people are talking about the story okay that, that's cool but by the time had finished the um the first issue and it was completely online people were like wow i really like the story and so i you know i was like oh okay i was like at least you know i accomplished that much i've got the first issue out people seem to like the story and at that time um people really liked the story but it was like it you know it felt like 
you know, I had a few like maybe like, you know, two or three what they call super fans, right? Who really loved the story. And then, you know, and then everybody else fell in that category of like they really liked the story, right? Um, but then it wasn't until I started producing more of the issues that people like started falling like a little bit more into that, you know, like, hey, I really like the story. Um, and you know, which is which is really surprising because like I said, it was it's my first title. It's not like before then I was like banging out, you know, in indie comics and and I was even really writing. Yeah. Um, the most writing I would do is like um I would like <laughs> like um I would write uh like i remember i wrote i was writing out uh because i wanted to do a web series before i was doing comic books i wanted to create a web series um on youtube i was like i want to script out a web series so i was doing that but then as i was doing it it was taking you know i've got family and it was taking a lot of i realized it would have taken a lot of resources in terms of filming and money so um, I put that on pause, but you know that was the most writing I, I I did, and you know that that wasn't seen by anything. Nothing was like substantial came out of that, right? Um, so it wasn't like I was I had a basis of like whether or not my writing was good or whether or not it needed improvement. Uh, like you know, like it, I, you know, I I didn't know if if I could write good enough or like if I was if I was good enough to write or like what my um what the response was going to be to my writing but that didn't really stop me because what I was doing was I was writing for me like okay well what what would I like to read you know and so um I love like gritty stories so that that that's what I lean towards more like um there's there's almost no humor in my story. <laughs> I mean, there's a certainly a very serious tone and obviously a a horror element to it too, man. And right mm. off the bat in issue one, right, mm. waste no time after the police scene. Um, things oh, okay. are falling in line, right? <laughs> the, the situation yeah, yeah. The officer when he gets pulled over, and after that, man, it just I loved it, man. Yeah, thanks. I, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, you know, it's it's something that. Like, um, to me, it's just amazing, like, when you hear stuff like that, because, like I said, it's it's not like I was, you know, my, my regular nine to five, I'm, I'm a computer programmer. So it's not like I was sitting down there like, hey, I'm going to write, you know, some stories and, I, you know, I hope the world loves it. And um, that's that's my plan. You know, um, it was more like, well, when I was, you know, younger, I used to draw and write comic books and it was something i enjoyed and my brothers and i we used to pitch stories to each other it's crazy because like um from when we were kids to like even now we we do it less now but um even like when we were like in our 20s yeah. we, we we pitch stories to each other and you know it always goes something like Hey, I got this great story idea, and 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 it's, it was interesting because, um, in telling like the pitch of the story to to each other, there there wasn't like really necessarily an end goal to like, well, I'm gonna write this story out or I'm going to make a comic book out of it. 
it was like we just had so many ideas that we would and we needed to just talk about it you know i've got like um i've got two two brothers uh i've got a fraternal twin right so you know um and then <clears throat> we used to um and then my younger brother he's he's only like a year and eight months thing so we're, we're close in age so um we used to just like it, it it's being that close in age you know we used to talk and have a lot of things in common and be able to share things and so that that was one of the things that we used to share a lot just um story ideas so you know that aspect of it always having like some kind of story in 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 your head in my head it was like was always there from when i was young and um i used like i said i my brothers and i used to pitch story ideas to each other so uh, it was just a matter of like what were we going to do with those ideas you know were they going to be like written out in prose were they going to be turned into like a web series was you know going to be a comic book and so you know in my case um it you know it, it turns out that I, you know i finally made that plunge and 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 you know fulfill that childhood dream of creating comic books and and making it into to a comic book that's awesome man what, at what time did the story crescent city monsters or keisha was it that time in your 20s when you're talking with your brothers were you already thinking of that story or did that come later on oh it, it came later on like you know um so uh you know and a lot of other creators can attest to this you know um you're always coming up with ideas it's like you know you ask a writer like he, he's probably got like 50 billion ideas in his head um and he's he's got to stop himself from trying to uh do all of them and because the, the problem too is like you'll always come up with these new ideas like oh i just came up with another idea this will be dope i should do this but the thing is like well you have to kind of either finish the idea that you're currently working on uh, you know continue with so there's always that as a creator. So um, Crescent City Monsters was something that I came up with in, like I said, I was a, um, a fan of Robert Kirkman's Walking Dead. And I wanted to, when I heard his story of like how he created The Walking Dead, I was like, wow, you know, he, he I was like, this this guy has a lot of um, cojones to like do what he did i was like i was like he lied man yeah he pretty much lied to his editors like about what the story was about eric orson i think it was right it was eric yeah so he was like or um was it lost i forgot who it was but it was and he kept sending them on going that's not it that's not it yeah yeah, he's they they like uh this is he wanted to do a zombie story but they told him like zombie stories don't sell uh but he's like oh no no there, there's aliens in the story <laughs> <laughs> so he's like by the time they realized there were no aliens they're like ah oh, the, the um the title was already popular yeah so um <laughs> that is that is a lot of those cojones are huge bro to do yeah that. i was like man this dude i was like so i was like he's i was like he's my hero yeah, so, yeah. Um, so I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, I, I want to do a, a zombie story, but I wanted to do it in a way that was that incorporated like more of that voodoo lore to it. So I was like, um, let me let me create. So um, I had a couple of of uh, stories in my head, 
And I was trying to decide which one to go with. And so I went with Crescent City Monsters. And and I had formulated the idea in the, the back of my head of like the general plot of it, but I hadn't really written it out. And like I said, I wasn't like writing. I wasn't really like a writer, right? So and so <laughs> I didn't I didn't do an outline but I knew I wanted to do the book. Like there was this sudden drive, like, okay. So, you know, I'm the type of person that says, okay, I'm going to do this. And once I say I'm going to do this, like not, not to the world, but to myself, um, like make that commitment, you know, that's it. I, I, I'm going to do it. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know, I'm a little impatient sometimes. So, and I, I want to get things done. Like I want to start. So I, you know, planning and you know, I'll, I'll I definitely plan to do stuff. But there's I only take my planning so far. So you know, before I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I think I've planned enough. That's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> time to go. So um, <laughs> you know, so I was like, um, because it's like you know, if you have a map of like, hey, this is where I'm gonna go. I'm not the type of person that'll be like, yeah. And, and, you know, we're going to take this and this turn thing. I'm like, if I have the general direction of like <laughs> where, where I'm going to go, I was like, I don't need to know what street corner I'm going to. I just like, yeah, you know, po- point me north or south. So um, I was like, <laughs> so, so I was like, um, I was like, I know if I, if I try to, because I was listening to a lot of podcasts and, they were on, and other writers, like how they write and start writing like yeah you have to um do an outline and then you have to st- uh structure the story with this thing this three three stage arc and this is how you do it and i was listening to them and i was like hmm <laughs> i was like <laughs> it's like yeah uh, i got time for that <laughs> so i was like that's not my style <laughs> yeah i was like that's not my style i was like i know i know what the story is about i'm going to just start and yeah. so i just started writing and I would just write the the first like uh three to five pages at a time. I wouldn't even like I didn't know where like issue number one was going to end. And I was like I remember as I'm writing, I'm just coming up with stuff like, oh, this'll be good. Uh oh, you know what? This'll be good. I was like, you know what? Let me go on Wikipedia and look up some stuff. Oh, this is interesting. I'll add this to the book. Uh, so I was like, and then um when Gian draws, he 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 does this thing where he he asks me for reference, right? Which was great because what it, that because what that does is it forces me to think about stuff that in the uh, in the story that I, I I initially didn't really think of, right. and so like I'm finding Gian references, and he's like, oh, you know, um, can you find me a reference for like uh, this place that he's in? And I'm like, okay, and so I start doing research and. As I'm doing the research, I'm, I'm like, it, it's forcing me to do some some world building. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? Um, let's use this. And I, I used to use a lot of Wikipedia and search the internet as I'm um, building my stuff, especially issue number one. Like, there's a lot of things in issue number one that uh, that's like um, little tidbits. Like, they make... Um, there's like one line to that refers to uh, Fats Domino mm. and uh, Ray Charles, um, but it's like one line. But that was like because I was like on 
online doing like I was like on Wikipedia in this rabbit hole of doing like research of like clubs in New Orleans 1950s and who was there and thing and so it was like I, I discovered this like old club that used to be popular back then and I was like okay Jonas is gonna perform there and then so I was like okay let me um let me find the uh, references for Gene so he can have a reference to he he it, I, he didn't use a lot of the references because um it was a it was a dark scene but you know it set stage to like you know some of the um the stuff that I I was doing in terms of building the story in my head and so like he um I was like oh there was this one club in New Orleans that used to be popular but it's not I think recently they even they were trying to save it maybe like 3 years ago or something but they they tore it down I, unfortunately I forgot the name of the club I have um a bad memory, but so, um and this was a, a popular club that people used to perform at, and Ray Charles and um, uh Fats Domino uh performed there once, and so I put a line in the the comic book that said um, oh this is this is gonna be better than um when Fats and and Ray came, and so I made it really like. Um, I, I didn't spell their names out. I didn't say Ray Charles or Fats Domino. I just said um Ray and um uh Fats, was it? Uh, uh I forget if I used the, the domino or fats. I said yeah, I think I said fats. So um so I put that in there. So like little things like that that's in the book that um there's some that, of the artwork. Yeah, yeah, that's some of the. I think, in fact, it was in the the page after that, maybe after that one where you make that reference. Yeah, yeah, he's with his friends out in the front of the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When 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 he has that line, so that one little bit of line, uh, I was that was from like when I was uh, on Wikipedia for like two hours. Cats and Ray, <laughs> Ray said. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah. So like and. You know, I, I think, believe it or not, like, I think little things like that really, really comes through, right? Even though if you read that line, you may not know or realize I'm talking about Ray Charles or Fats Domino. You might not even know who they are, mm -hmm. right? But I think, like, because, you know, I was doing things like that, I think it kind of seeped through into my writing and that people kind of, um, like, felt it. You know, like I think they they felt what I was doing, and so I think that's a part of um what uh, what what connects the story, and um it's interesting because that that feel that feel is like I wonder like how that happens because so to me it's it's mind boggling because I think it's it's a it's it's almost like it feels like it's almost like a um. A, a mental transmission because th those are just like words that you put together and sometimes people don't really know what I'm <clears throat> what I did or um to uh, or why I put it there but I think just because the the way the words are put together I'm not sure if I'm being too abstract or too out there uh, oh no I, I think uh those cultural references really kind of paint the picture specifically mm. the time that this takes place right 
So the mm. police officer pulling them over, right? That whole scene, the mm. music, like you start, as you start to read this, right? You start to have a, a reference that I think a lot of people could relate to on the timing, like the age that this took place, mm. um, Louisiana and New Orleans and in that whole like feel of the city and the music. And I don't know, I, I felt it all the way through and you have that aspect of it. And then you have the, the story aspect of it. That's more related to like the horror aspect of it. Um, I just thought it was a really nice blend and uh, you walk away and you, you feel like this could have took place during that time frame, Right. And I think that's a good thing as a, a, a reader to be, be able to walk away from a comic like that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's, it, it, it's it's amazing the whole writing process um it's it, it yeah and it's crazy just it's it and i mean uh i'm not a musician but to me it's like to me it's like the closest thing to being like a musician i'm i'm horrible at music i can't sing i can't read music i'm tone deaf yeah, i yeah. wish i could sing like you know if that was the one talent i had is like singing <laughs> you know it's like cuz 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 i i really love music but um that that connection that people like musicians feel with um the people who listen to their music i think you as a writer sometimes you feel that same connection when people talk to you because they'll interpret your story or say something to you that that you've written that you quite you know didn't realize like oh wow people can see it in this way you know i didn't necessarily mean it or like didn't see it that way or even explore that aspect of what I wrote. But when they were reading the story, this is how they took it. And this is what they came away with it. And, you know, it's, it's incredible. Um, I remember there was a, a, someone who came to me and was like, yeah, Jonas reminds me of my father. And I was like, wow. Okay. I was like, wow. <laughs> it was like, it was like a character I created reminder of her father. And, I, I thought that was kind of like deep because that was that's like you know that's a parent and then like you you see your parent in that character so to them it it, it became sort of like real there's there's this connection and so um at times it feels like you know you you didn't create the the, the characters it was like you just you just pulled it out of like the universe that you know that it was like there there are things in the universe that you just kind of tap into and then you just uh pull it into your story so it feels like you're just siphoning some kind of energy out there that <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm sounding really abstract tonight but yeah like you're siphoning some oh, universal and en energy out there and yeah and and putting it into your story um so like I said, you know, writing stories, I, I love it. You know, it's, um, and then, you know, people's feedback to your stories, uh, is, is an amazing thing. It's, it's something that I think you, you become a little bit addicted, not addicted to, but you, you become like, wow, you know, this is great. I, I want to keep feeling this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, exactly. like I, I want to feel this, uh, this not, not, not the praise, necessarily the praise is good but it's connection to people yeah yeah like the, the connection that they have to your story is is such um it's an amazing feeling that you you want to feel that you still want to feel that that connection that people have to something that you're creating for sure for sure i mean i think that's a good segue into keisha right because you this was your first title 
Yeah. Right. And then you jumped in like what, what issue in Crescent City were you on when Keisha came out or did you finish all four and then Keisha came out? Yeah, I, I finished four, all four. And then I was I was starting to formulate, OK, well, what's going to happen now? Because if, if you follow Crescent City Monsters, you know, it's like a lot of little subplots yeah. in there and um. It, it felt, you know, like, all right, this is the time when uh, I want to start combining everything, all the characters that haven't met or the storylines that are running parallel. That's so, okay. Let's um have them meet. So um I was trying to figure that out. And then, but at the same time, like I mentioned, as a creator, you're always thinking, you always have these other stories in your head. And so while I was trying to figure that out, I was like, I want to create a story that I think, my daughters would like and enjoy because I, I mentioned this all the time in interviews. Like my daughters are into manga and anime. Yeah. Um, they're not super heavy into it, but you know, they, they enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So they view like comic books, like as a different thing. It's not like the same thing. And so I wanted to write a story like that for them be like, wow. Okay. You know, um, dad, this is really good. Because like Crescent City Monsters doesn't blow them out at the water. They're like, this 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 good, Dad. You know, <laughs> pat me on the head. Be like, good job, Dad. Good job. <laughs> good job. Good job. Good job. Good <laughs> job. It's like, <laughs> and they'll move on. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, you know, that's just Dad. And Call me when you make a manga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Call me when you make a manga. <laughs> it's like, damn it. I was like, what does it take to imp impress these girls? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna come up with something. So I was like, <laughs> so I was like, um, all right. So I started formulating the idea of um Keisha. And so I was doing some research. So uh and the idea was just like to still work on Crescent City Monsters, but like work on on um Keisha on the side. Okay. Uh because you know. Gene could only do one book at a time because you know he puts a lot of heart and detail into his his work, right? So I didn't really expect him to do two books at a time. So I, I was like, all right, you know, I'll um I'll probably find another artist for um Keisha, maybe more of a, like a manga style artist. I was like, but in the meantime, let me have Gene do some con um conceptual artwork for me. And so I was like, you know, and I'm always like, I'm gonna. Throw, throw some characters out there see on social media and, and see how people respond to it and so I was like all right let me um let me ask Jean to to lose one picture of Keisha and I was like and when I thought of her I was like you know let's do something contrasting um um she's gonna be a demon eater instead of you know like a slayer because you know um that's different right and like who eats demons, right? I was like, when you hear demons, you're like, what the who what? <laughs> you know, so I was like, I was like, I was like, you know, I think that um just hearing demon eater, people will be like that that'll be interesting. So I was like, but then I was like, well, in terms of look, I, I want a picture that and uh, um something that introduces her to the world. I wanted something contrasting, right? I didn't want anything obvious like well some some badass 
looking um person in this in this crazy costume and she's like um she's like uh eating this demon and uh so i said you know what let's let's have her something something the opposite of like what you would expect out of a demon eater right so i was like oh you know schoolgirl uniform that works because it's like you think about like that's like an innocent yeah um uh like catholic school girl kind of thing and yeah so then i was like I was like, you know, some Afro puffs. I was like, that that's a pretty classic, innocent looking um black girl hairstyle. And I was like, all right. And I was like, okay. I was like, you know, um, I was like, I'm not gonna do any glowing eyes, right? I didn't want her eyes to glow because I still wanted it to be like realistic. Cause I was like, still I'm thinking the contrast, right? And so I was like, all right. Now, what could I contrast that with? I was like, okay, well, she's actually eating a demon. So I was like, let her hold, you know, the, the demon hand in her hand, um, holding like a part of a demon hand, and she's like wiping her mouth. And you know, um, from obviously, you know, crunching on the bones of some some uh, some demons that she just ate. So I was like, okay, you know, um, I think I was like, you know, I think that would be dope. I think that um just that whole idea the contrast i think that'll work um i think um pe- people like that and then so i posted it and it worked out even better than i thought people were like oh i was is this is the new book when's it coming out and i was like and at that time i hadn't written anything i just like i just thought of like oh you know um i don't think i even like had like the general idea of like what she would be doing. I just thought, oh, demon eater, um, this is what I'm gonna do. But you know, I'm gonna just throw it out there, put it on social media, and then all of a sudden it's like people like, when's the book coming out? Da 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 da. I was like, wow, okay. I was like, and I've never seen like on social media like a response to anything like that I've ever posted anything else. Like it was going crazy. Like people were asking like, who is this? When is this coming out? what are you doing? What's this about? Dun, dun, dun. And I was like, you know, I was like, oh, I was like, maybe, maybe I should make this into a book. I was like, I was like, I better get started too, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I better get started. So I was like, all right, um, you know, I'll, I'll write this while I write Crescent City Monsters and have Gene work on it. But then as I was trying to find an artist, like, and like I said, once I, I commit to something, I really want to do it. I'm, I become really impatient. And it took me like, like, I was like, man, I, I can't find an artist for this. And I was like, man, what am I going to do? I was like, I, I really want to um to start this. So then that's when I made a really tough decision. And I was like, hey, Gene, we're going to pivot from Crescent City Monsters to, um, to Keisha Demon Eater, because at that point, I, I really wanted to do Keisha, and like I said, I, I'm, like, really impatient. I was I was ex- excited about doing Keisha, and so I said, we're going to pivot from Crescent City Monsters, and we're going to do Keisha, because, you know, like like I said, I, I saw um real potential there, and so I started writing out the story, and, you know, this time, with um, one title on my belt, I actually, like, outline the story and like you know the you know the the proper way yeah <laughs> so you know i started outlining the story and then i started writing it out and then um 
you know, and then then I launched the Kickstarter. So, um, so th and that took a year because what I decided was like uh, to do an eighty page book because I saw that um, after doing four issues of Crescent City Monsters, and then the trade, I saw that people were more um, gearing towards buying the trade, and so I was like, oh, you know, people prefer uh, books over floppies and it was like 10 to one like wow. you know they 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 prefer like longer a longer format than than the floppies so i said for keisha i'm going to make it at least 80 pages and so it took a while but um gian you know he, he banged that out i think it didn't take a, a year it took like maybe like nine months and you know i was like i was happy that gian just like put that work in you know shout out to gene he just like because oh, i was like yes, i was like yeah and with that book um there were some choices that we made that was a little different i'm not sure if people uh could see it but it so there two things right so i told gene i was like so with keisha i want to do something a little different um the color accents is is obvious right like you know um yeah. we did color accents with that and then um then there was the the um the characters themselves i said uh so gene loves to do details right so i said gene so what we're going to do is with the characters put less details than you typically do like you see that page with um keisha yeah. he would have put a lot more like facial details and typically i think um, this still has a lot of detail yeah man. it still has a lot yeah, of detail crescent city, you see what you're saying you know what i mean when you put those yeah details. but compared to crescent city monsters okay. he believe it or not he eased up like it like some <laughs> like if if you've ever looked at a page in crescent city monsters um it it's there's there's a lot of details a lot more that details first page we were talking about man it's yeah. crazy the detail on that first page yeah so i told them for the characters um you because um i can't really stop gene for putting details like he he just loves it like like i no matter what i do like i can tell him like you know <laughs> he, he just it's, it's just like i think he zones out and it, it becomes like 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 therapeutic or zen like for him to to just melt away into the to the process of drawing right right because if, uh, if i've posted a few times like um some of the work in, of progress work in progress of of uh when he draws and if you've ever seen the videos you would see how much details he puts in like the way he zooms and eyelashes and like it's crazy it's bananas he, he puts so much details into it but i said okay so with keisha let's um let's not put a lot of details into the characters themselves you could do like the backgrounds and stuff but the characters let's, let's make it a little bit more simpler right and he was like okay cool he was okay with that and then um i showed him something i was like because originally the the book was going to get colored but again, you know, I became really impatient because I, I couldn't find a colorist that I thought, you know, like that that I thought like was like okay, I could see his uh, his or her um, mm -hmm. colors on the thing, and I was I was being I was at at that time I was probably being too picky, <laughs> so I was like I just couldn't find a colors that I felt like okay, um, maybe because because I was thinking more like popping colors and. 
um you know I so I and, I and I couldn't really figure out like what I wanted to do with the colors anyway so um I was just like okay we're, we're gonna do a black and white and we're gonna do color accents so um that 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 should work out but then I, I showed him um this one particular colors that I really love his coloring style he he had these um these characters and he would post them on Instagram and they were characters of like 19, you know, ca characters from like the 1990s, you know, the eras that I grew up with like Thundercats. And um, he also had um, like Voltron. Um, he also had the newer stuff like Power Rangers and he would um, post all these cool things and his, the, his colorings would pop. It was like really colorful. It was like eye candy. And I was like, man, I was like, but it was, it was like sort of like, I'm not sure what the technical term is, but it was looking, it was like, is if you look, I think animation cell coloring or something like that, but it was like you were looking at um, a still frame from an animation, right? Yeah. Uh, so, um, and it had like this particular glow about it. And I, and I was trying to explain to Gian because like, I'm not really an artist, so mm -hmm. I'm not sure what the technical term yeah. about it is. So I was, I was trying to explain to Gian like, hey, you know, I had this color, um, this colorist of mine, and you know, I was hoping that he would be able to do this. And do you know of any colorist who can do it? And he was like, he's like, nah, but we could try to replicate it in, um, in grayscale. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, um, we can kind of like replicate it in grayscale. I was like, okay, show me. And so, like he, because the the great thing about Gene is not not only is he like um, an artist, but he's also a graphic artist. So, like he he knows like all the the tricks of like graphic artists. Like he he designs my books. He he's the one who like puts it together. And so, like that's what he did as a full time job before he became like a comic book. So he um he applied this like filtering or something. I'm not sure if you notice the difference, but. Like it, it's there, like there's this like kind of like haziness or like yeah yeah. Um, I'm not sure how what the technical it's amazing, term is. but the the it, it and it's different than Crescent City Monsters. Like it's, if yeah, you look at the artwork in Crescent City Monsters, yeah, it's like on that page. there's there, there's like crisp lines. There's like and it's sharp, right? But this is a little bit more like um there's there's more of like a haze to it. Like I said, I'm not an artist, so I'm not sure what the technical term is, but definitely different. It really shows his skill set after yeah. Crescent City, and then you come to here, and it's just it blows you away that he could have that kind of diversity in the way that he does his art. It just blows me. That's why I think he's so amazing, man. Yeah, yeah, that, that's um, like again, shout out to Gene. So, um, yeah, I didn't. It's it's funny. I didn't really plan on getting into that much detail about. <laughs> the process of the book i i hope it's awesome. it's interesting um to people because there's there's a lot of behind the scenes things that sure. you you go into in terms of and this is not just me this is like other comic book creators it's, it's something that um that you know other creators especially if you're if you're a comic book fan like you as a as a writer or a creator you really think about like the aesthetics um the, the tiniest things even like the lettering yeah. like all of it to you is important and you you um you appreciate a lot of it that that's the one thing that i have to say about 
when you're uh when you're a comic book creator as opposed to someone who who's not really into comics and they're using uh, comic books as a jumping point to like let's say make movies or get into animation which i don't have a problem with mm -hmm. you know just as long as they're producing really good comics but I think one advantage of actually being an actual comic book reader and fan, um, as opposed to someone who's just coming in as just like a stepping stone to something a little bit different. Yeah, as a stepping stone is that, you know, I think you have more of like that, that oh, you know what, you appreciate the medium more, and you're like, this is, this is some of the things that you can do, um, to make the comic book interesting. Like, like for example, there's a and you know there's a there's a panel where Keisha's traveling by um by train. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling Gene like, all right, uh we're gonna start her here mm -hmm. on top of the page. She's gonna be in the middle of the um thing and then she's gonna be here. So kind of give you the the feeling of like she's moving. And so, you know, little things like that. And I'm I'm not saying like I, I invented that technique because I did not <laughs> But so I'm just saying, like you, you know, as a as a as a comic book reader, uh, that you could do things like that. That or like, this is something that I can, as I'm writing the script, that uh, it's not just the dialogue or the action. It's like all these other little things that I can be writing into the script for the artist to do to take advantage of the the sequential art. So you know, it's it's things like that that I think if you really read comics and you appreciate uh, sequential art and, you know, take it for it's for that, like as you're writing a comic book that you'll take into consideration and, and, and do. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not sure if I answered your question, but. No, you did. I mean, it's, <laughs> like... it's, I, I'm glad that you went into that detail because when I try to share to people, the quality of uh, your titles, man, it, to go into that kind of detail, you have to just to be able to kind of define what that looks like for a reader. Oh, yeah, that page. I, like, yeah. can you show? So, like, even that page, like, when I wrote that out, like, you see the, the top three panels. Yeah, um, mom, right. Yeah. Like, it's showing her sleeping, right? And it goes from, like, kind of ha a haziness to something a little bit more uh, to, to clearer, right? Yeah. And I wanted to even sometimes like even like you could do that and to be honest you could do that in one panel right you don't even need to do that in two panels or three panels I should say but I wanted to do it in three panels because I wanted to kind of like show you her waking up and um like take advantage of it you know and you know add little things like that into to the book and stuff like that i, I like i like writing into the book you know because I mean, the haze to me if i'm reading that it's almost like you're dreaming you're you're not you're not awake you're not aware of what's going on and then as he yeah. starts to wake up it gets clearer and clearer which would make sense right when you wake up you're you're the most clear when your eyes open and you can see for yeah. time after having a, a sleep right yeah, so that scene when she wakes up, then it's more like, and she's late. Yeah, it's more like, oh, you know, oh, you know, like it hits you more than you know, just her like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, just a, a one panel showing that she she she's she woke up late. You know what I mean? So little things like that, you know, that I like to do that I enjoy about the medium. Um, 
Yeah, so many aspects of sequential art. And even though I'm not an artist, I just, I like to write into the book. So, and then, you know, and then I also want to give jeans uh, more, even a lot more credit. So like, like even little things like, so he he puts like an aspect to, that. that that's the one thing I like about, you know, and well, another thing I like about creating comic books is the collaborative effort because the artist is telling their version of of the story too because it's like it's like the movies like you're the director and sometimes the artist is the um, director of photography like you know he's the person like the artist is put is um in charge of where to put the camera how to angle it based on what the director wants you know like in the most dramatic effect you know so it's like you know, I'm the director and Gene's the director of photography. So it's like, and you, you're working together to bring this one story and have your unique perspectives. Cause like, like one example and um, is when I wrote the, the scene out for Gene, like, oh, she's running late. Mm-hmm. She's in her, um, her gym outfit on the way to, to the dojo. And uh, that, that's all I wrote, right? And then Gene, when he comes back, he colors her um, outfit yellow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, brilliant. This is like, this looks like a Kill Bill outfit. And it I is. Like, yeah. And I was like, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't write that into the script, right? Uh, and so, yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice that until you said that right now, but that is definitely a Kill Bill, man. That is awesome. Yeah, Kill Bill or um, Bruce Lee, depends on. Bruce Lee, yeah, probably more. I bet you was thinking more Bruce Lee, right? Yeah, depending on who who you're a fan of. Yeah, (laughs) both are awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so, and, um, and so just that alone, like, now he's, he's telling, like, a little piece of, he he he's embellishing or he's enhancing the something that I wrote that you know and adding his his touch to it. So now, you know, just based on that, you don't know how many people like. And I've created banisters because he's he colored um the suit yellow and made made that um thing of the uh, and based just based on the fact that I put yeah she's got like this um tracksuit on and you know just one little thing and. And now when, when I go to cons and, you know, I, I put the banister of her in her yellow um, suit, oh, when I people see were like, oh, Kill Bill. And, you know, that, that was that was all Gene, yeah. you know, and because, you know, he put that little spin on it. And believe it or not, people, they'll, they'll come over and because of the banister, like, oh, what's this book about? You know, <laughs> it's like, so it's like. It's so attractive. You know, you know, as a as a fan, right? You go in on Wednesday, and you're you have your titles that you always get, and, and sometimes it's it's dictated by who's the artist and who's the writer. And when you have a really good artist and a really good writer, and they come together, it's it's a a can't miss comic book, right? And mm-hmm. we've seen some of that happening, whether it's Todd McFarlane and Greg Capullo on Spawn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's all kinds of examples like that. Um, but man, when you are a, a fan unfortunately when you're looking at a title the story could be amazing but if you're not if the art's not popping right it's going to be really hard to get that first kind of glance at your book right so the art is important for them to pick it up for the first time then when they read the story that's how they come back for the next issue 
right? Because we're visual people, right? So the, the first thing you notice is the cover. And if the cover isn't popping, man, it, unfortunately, right, you're not going to attract a lot of people to your comic book. And it was, it's kind of sad because I've read comics that are amazing, but the art just wasn't there, right? Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. I, I also am a nerd about comic books and I love really good stories. So I'm willing to read something like that because I'll still enjoy it. But I think the average fan, right, it's going to be the cover and then the art that attracts you first and then the story second. But once they read the story, that's how they come back for the second issue and third issue and so on. Right. At least that's how I don't know if you agree with that, but that's how I see it. No, no, absolutely. Like um, there, there's been times where I've um, I started reading somebody recommended a book to me and. I started reading. And I was like, man, this is a really good story, but I can't get over the artwork. I was I just, I'm like struggling. I'm like, oh, I just can't do this. And, you know, I put the comic book away. It's like, you know, it's true, right? I, mean, I, I tap out at page eight. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the story is good. It's really good, but it's the artwork is just killing the vibe. It's like, you know, so, and, you know, and, and for me, I'm not really like uh uh I don't really subscribe to just one particular um art style, right? And I think most comic book uh readers are like that or comic book fans. And I think that's one one thing about credit uh one thing about comic book readers that I think people don't really realize that we really are art fans. Yeah. Like absolutely the average comic book reader and from this is from my experience is like they're not particularly stuck on just one kind of art style. Like they appreciate everything from Frank Miller's style to Alex Ross's style, you know? So it's not like they're like, Oh, you know, um, uh, Alex Ross is, is the best, uh, artist out there. And if you can't draw, like if your comic book's not like Alex Ross's comic, it sucks. No, no, no. It's, it's not even that. Like the, the appreciation for, the different art styles and um, the ranges of art style is there. So I think, you know, that's one thing that um, goes unappreciated as, uh, as comic book readers is like our appreciation for art. And um, people look at it like, Oh, um, this is comic books, but no, it's like, it's, it's, it's a, it's um, it, our, our, the way we analyze and look at art is I think as, as important as like somebody who's going to, you know, some French art museum and analyzing some, you know, impressionist painting and, Oh, look at this. And da -da 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 -da. you know, it's like, you know, while it may not be super academic, yeah. Um, it, it is, I think it's on the same level in terms of how we appreciate art. So, um, with me, it's not like oh well, I'm reading a, a a comic book and the um when I say the artwork sucks, it doesn't mean like it, it has to the artwork has to be like look like Jean's artwork, right. you know. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Frank Miller's artwork too because one on on you know the opposite side of the scale, I think it's like super impressive when an artist can have so few lines. But the artwork comes out like really clean, um, and dope. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, I, I appreciate both spectrums, right? Yeah, Bernie Wright, 
mm-hmm. and um artists who are like super intricate or like doing these like incredible stuff with their um their artwork and then you have artists who who write um who draw like cleaner lines and you're like wow those lines are so clean and they they use so few um lines and the artwork is dope and it, and you know why it, it boggles the mind because uh, you know if i try to draw and I, i'm not you know drawing a lot of lines myself but i can't replicate that like you you know that that same feel because like even though they're they're using fewer lines to draw right you can tell that they're really good illustrators like they they they're using so many so few lines but it's like it comes through so clean and gorgeous you're like you you're like it's it's, it's mind-boggling it's like how do they do that it's like that's a skill within itself like to to be able to do that and so mm-hmm. um it's like when um um just just and and the point of what what I'm trying to say is that like um you know artwork definitely um is something that you take into consideration when when you read the book you know both the artwork and the story and you know we're not you know picky about the I'm not 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 picky but we're not uh, selective about the artwork we're not you know saying um Hey, uh, it has to look like a particular style or thing. It just, it just has to be, you know, really good artwork. And and the crazy thing too, sometimes it doesn't even the artwork doesn't even have to um be like amazing. It just sometimes if it matches the story, yeah. like you're like, wow, you know, um, you know, if you took this artwork by itself, you you'd be like. Eh, with some other story like eh, you know it's all right but you know you match the art artist with the right story or the um uh the the right um art style with the the right story and it becomes like super amazing all of a sudden the artwork is like it's like this artwork is so beautiful you know <laughs> that that match just enhances each other you know and it, it's a crazy combination that you know i think like no like no other medium like has that you know that both can enhance each other and complement each other in, in in a way that 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 becomes like a, a fingerprint that um that you like you enjoy that oh go ahead sorry no, no you know I was just gonna finally say that you, you you enjoy as a as a comic book reader um and that that's more that's just one of the things that you know you you know I enjoy as a as a comic book fan. I mean, it's one of the few art forms that bring both the writing and the art together to tell a story, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what the, the percentages are, whether writing is 70% of the story and art is 30. I think it depends on your artist. It depends on a lot of different things. But that story in the comic books is not going to be told without the right artist, Mm-hmm. Um, and that story is not going to be told without the right writer, right? And even if you have a good artist. So to have two come together, I mean, it's so necessary for that story to come forth. And there's not a lot of other art forms where you need two different types of art forms to come together to be able to tell a story. So it's, it's comics, I think, are very unique in that those two elements have to come together. And when they do, and the stars align, and the story is telling, you know, what it needs to do, the writing part, and the art is telling the other part of that story, you mm-hmm. feel it as a reader. And you know, you're a fan of comics. I've I picked up books, and the art is on point, 
but I feel like the artist have never met the art or the writer has never met the artist and yeah yeah telling the story and then whatever the artist does the artist does so there's not a lot of back and forth I don't think it happens too often but once in a while you'll pick up a book and you're like they weren't on the same page they're both telling a two different versions of that same story because they weren't aligned and you could tell right away it doesn't feel good when you're reading it it just feels like it's It feels like it's out of sync, you know. it's Yeah. out of sync right yeah it's like you need to tune up on your car man you hear the belt going you're like I either need deodorant on it or I need to go to the <laughs> because it, it doesn't sound right right it's running but it doesn't sound right so yeah you're absolutely right man and when those two come together it's just a beautiful thing and that's where I, I those are the comic books that I define as my favorite comic books and when those two things come together And, uh, I, you know, we're
Morgan Parallel. I, I think I should be able to find an artist to work on um, Young Monster Crew while Gene works on um, either Keisha or Demon Eater. Um, I have to ask him which title he prefers. I have a feeling he prefers Crescent City Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, but... he's allowed to be as detailed as he needs to be on that one, right? Because you were yeah, yeah, back yeah. a little bit. I feel like he wants to be <laughs> super detailed. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I, I felt constrained in Keisha. You know? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's still like crazy detail, which is, to me, it's crazy. <laughs> but to his eyes, right, it's probably not as yeah. much, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm just joking. I'm not sure, <laughs> but I think because um, Gian loves drawing monsters, I think he's he's probably going to lean towards uh, Crescent City monsters. But but we'll, we'll see. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. So, with that said, um, Young Monster Crew. So the reason I wanted to create Young Monster Crew is because I wanted to actually create a, a story that incorporated the classic monsters of um of the day because at at just maybe in October 2023, you know, of last year, I was like, you know what, let me watch some of the um the classic movies. Like so I went back and I was watching Dracula. I was watching um uh Frankenstein, The Invisible Man, even The Mummy. I, I like The Mummy. I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, I like The Mummy. And I was like, I can see where um, it, it was interesting because I've never watched the old Mummy, mm -hmm. the Universal Mummy. And so it was interesting to be like, oh, the remake with uh, Brandon uh, Frazier, right? Yeah. But, um, I was like, I can see where they took a lot of um, of uh of that story into his, I was like, I was like, that's pretty cool. And so then um, I was like, okay, you know what? I, I want to create uh, some, maybe some, and I was, um, of all the monsters, I, I, I love the Wolfman. And so I was like, ah, you know, um, and Crescent City Monsters does have a werewolf, but um, I'm I'm doing more of like a slow intro with that. So um, I've, I really like a, a, a real opportunity to, just jump into werewolves but this here is like uh, you know has given me the opportunity so and then at the same time i wanted to create something that was a little bit more like uh geared towards more like um not not a younger audience but more like you know like 16 plus in terms of um in, in terms of age like so i wanted to create that kind of story and so I wanted to do that with um young monster crew. That that's why they call it young, young monster crew. And I wanted to create like something cool that was like a mixture between um you know Teen Titans and you know Indiana Jones because it, it's a story where you have these um the monsters right there they like young versions right. So we have the mummy, a uh, vampire, invisible boy um uh, frankenstein's monster and um who am i missing uh yeah uh the vampire mummy werewolf yeah the werewolf so and so i was like all right we're gonna do like younger versions of those monsters and and put them together and uh i, I wanted to them to 
go on a journey together where they um they have like a a common goal that they want to and and they you know they start off as uh, strangers like they don't know each other okay. but they're motivated each of them are motivated by this common goal and they go on this adventure together and it they they're traveling um through the globe in this adventure and i wanted something fun something exciting uh something that was like like uh the monster version of um uh avatar the last airbender you know like you know something like that you know how ang goes around um, yep. visit different worlds and different adventures and they do all this they i wanted something that broad where they're um hopping from country to country um trying to find these particular magic artifacts and you know the artifacts actually uh helps them um, is the motivation as to why they they come together to to um to be to as a group to to um to do this one particular thing i you know i'm i, I don't want to give too much weight just oh, yet. No, don't do it i want to be surprised by it too my friend i, I do want to be yeah. surprised. <laughs> and and it's still you know still in early development like i just Today I just posted like a, I did a redesign of one of the characters. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and you know that happens sometimes. Um, yeah. like, uh, in fact, uh, the, there was this one time I had Gene write uh, like a whole scene, like four or five pages of Crescent City Monsters, and I was like, you know what, this doesn't fit, and so we we just like removed that. Um, because the characters like didn't fit, so um. No, I'm still fleshing that out, mm-hmm. and you know, I I, I just want to create this really unique story of like people who who come together and um based on individual and you know slash kind of like Wizard of Oz too, right? You know how each each yeah. had like their own motivation, like oh, I want a heart, I want you know a brain, I want to go home. <laughs> it's like. But you know they all come together to see the the wizard and whatever. So kind of like that. So and I wanted to do it with uh, these these monsters and um, kind of build on that. So like little touches of that, like Wizard of Oz, you know, um, Avatar: The Last Airbender, Teen Titans, you know, all in the supernatural world. Yeah, with yeah. All those monsters and it, it's it's gonna be fun. Um, something that you know, um, I, I wanted to create that. That's um, it. It probably won't be super lighthearted because, like I said, that I really like gritty stories. But I'm gonna try to stay away from grit in this story, but make it um, but still, it's still gonna be serious. <laughs> I can't, you know, there's it, it's not in me to make like humorous stories. I, I don't know why it's very difficult. Like I um. Um, I admire people who can write funny stories. I, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I just can't do that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely gonna be you know, um, it's gonna be a cool story that everyone is going to enjoy. Um, and like I said, I, I wanted to incorporate like these monsters from and the the monsters themselves are gonna be from all over the world. The um, Vampire is gonna be uh from Japan. Um, the werewolf is gonna be uh from Mexico. Uh, you know the um the mummies um from ancient Nubia, 
in Africa. Um, yeah, so it's like it's it's gonna be from all over the world. They're gonna be traveling from all over the world. I, I wanted something that you know was global and um, that people can just relate to the characters. I, I I want their motivations to really resonate with people. So like when whatever they're going after will be like very like really self reflective and 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 serious in that way like you know it may to their motivations may seem simple but it turns out not as simple as they as they think it is you know and so like it's going to be their journey to um the realization of what really is behind their motivation and is that something they really want or is that like um is it achievable you know um what sacrifices are they going going to want to make to um to actually get what they want you know that's that's always a big question right like everyone's everyone wants something in life right and you, you sometimes you desperately want it but you know how badly do you want it and how what will you do to actually um achieve that and you know Will, will you are there lines that you're going to cross you know and you know um lines that really make you like a monster right you know so so it's you know it's going to be a story that answers questions like that so you know it it's 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 going to be a good story it's it's going to be something that i think i'm going to enjoy writing and so um yeah look out for that uh i can't, I can't really give you dates and stuff because I haven't lined up an artist and all that, da, 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 but um, will it be in floppy form, or are you gonna do what you did with Keisha and maybe just bust out eighty pages? I want to do eighty pages, um, because like I said, I find that people really um like consuming comic books in in longer formats, um, but if if there's like not enough time, then I'll probably do a floppy but a thick floppy that's maybe like 38 pages 40 pages you know something something with some substance you know more than a typical like 20 something page so something that you know that has some heft to it that when they hold it it, it may not be 80 pages but at least you know it'll it'll, it'll like give them a, a nice little taste you know oh so yeah that so you know that that's the hopes that's so cool, Newton. You think you're going to try and I know you don't want to give an ETA, but is that like a 2024 thing you're hoping? Is that like your goal? And it might just bleed over into 2025? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully uh, 2020. Um, like the last four, quarter, like last uh, three months, maybe somewhere in there, maybe. Yeah, like like I said, I'm I'm really like impatient. So like, if I see <laughs> yeah, like. Once you have the idea, right? You're like, let's go. Yeah, because well, <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, I'm more of the mindset like, you know, um, let's get it done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and you know, let's let's not take too long to do it. You know, because yeah. um, I, you know, I, you know, I just like I become impatient. You know, so I, I want to at the same time. You know, I, I don't really, I'm not the type of person to rush, um, things and and not get it. Um, done. I, I've done that once in a project, and I I, I, I rushed it, and it it didn't really turn out 
the way I wanted it to. So I learned my lessons from that. And so I didn't even bring, I didn't even produce the, the book because I was like, man, I really rushed this. Yeah. I was like, it, it's, and it's not really like what the, the level that I think people expect from me. So mm-hmm. never really. Um, it was a new title I, that you just huh? never with it was a new title that you just never did anything with yeah yeah i just it was like done and finished and i was like well, maybe you can go back to it one day when you have a little bit more time to do what you need to do yeah yeah it, it's it's gotta be like totally redone that's how that that's how much i rushed it yeah. <laughs> so it's like i think like when i look at it i'm like you know it's not bad but i was like this is not like mm-hmm. something I would want to read or like if I read, I'd be like, Whoa, this is like, this is really good. You know, like this is, this is really good. You know, for me, it was like, man. <laughs> so, so I was like, man, <clears throat> um, I just like, um, I decided not to release the title because mm-hmm. I thought, I thought I could do better than that. So, so, so I'm, 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 I learned my lesson from that. I, um, I definitely don't want to rush it, but at the same time, I definitely want to bring the book out. So, you know, um, but yeah, 2024 is the goal. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's doable. Like I said, if, if anything, if I, if I can't do the 80 pages, I'll probably do the maybe like 40 pages. I think 40 pages is doable. Sure. um, And, you know, I, I want to create a new book. Um, Unfortunately for 2023, and there wasn't anything new. I came out with a color version of uh, Keisha Demon Eater. Dope. I mean, I love the grayscale. Don't get me wrong, man. There's nothing wrong with the grayscale. The quality on the grayscale. I've already told you a hundred times how much I love it. It just blows your mind. But, you know, it's kind of cool to see what Giancarlo looks like. His art <laughs> looks like when it's in color. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. Reading in grayscale, you're like, man, this is so amazing. Would it be more amazing with color? Or is it actually more amazing with grayscale? And after holding the color, I'm not sure which one I like the best because they both look pretty dope, man. I don't know. I, I almost prefer the grayscale just because it looks so dope, man. Not that the color is not dope. I don't know, man. But, I mean, here's the same Keisha Demon Eater in color. And I had a, I was, like, so excited when this Kickstarter hit, man. I had to have been, like, one of your first ones, man. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'm all in for this. And I love it, man. I reread it um, in color, and I loved it, man. But something Dang. about that style and grayscale, it's different than other grayscales that I've ever read in comics. Because there's a mm-hmm. lot of grayscale out there, mm-hmm. but it's just the level of grayscale. And then the accent on just, like, certain things that make that page or that panel more memorable, whether it's blood from a demon as she's eating or if it's her tracksuit or, like, there's a little bit of blue, if I remember, in here somewhere, too. Yeah. Yeah, Gian chose all the colors. I didn't. <clears throat> I don't think there's any color in there that I chose. Like Gian did all of, all the look at the, this. You know the colors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did that. Gian decided on the purple. Like I didn't. Just mind know. blowing, man. Just like there's few artists that, and I, I love a lot of artists, but like Jorge Jimenez that does uh, Batman. Dude, yeah, yeah, next oh. level good with the detail and. I'm telling you, I would put Gene Carlo with him. I yeah, yeah, he's he's that good. Yeah, he he definitely can, you know, stand up there with the the top of the top in uh, Marvel and DC. 
Easy, man. Um, He's better than a lot of artists right now in Marvel and DC. You have like Dan Mora, who is just like high level. You have Jorge, high level. Um, like um, Kari Andrews on on Spider Man, high level. And Gene Carlo's right up there with them, man. Oh yeah, yeah. That good, I, man. He's just yeah. blows me away, dude. Yeah, I keep saying it, you know, and I'm always gonna keep saying it. I'm just fortunate that I, I get to work with uh, such a great artist. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like, wow, how did this happen to me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's it really is amazing. He, um, well, your writing yeah. skill and his artwork, like I said, when those two come together, man, like this, it felt like a floppy. I was, I blew through this, man. I'm like, holy, you can't stop, man. You just can't stop. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. I think it. even on Crescent City, I, I I think I reached out to you right away. I'm like, one, can you come on my podcast? I got to talk to you. But two, <laughs> where is issue five of Crescent City, man? Like, is there a timetable? Is it is it already out and I missed it? But, man, it's dope, dude. Yeah, one of the things I'm going to do is, right uh, here, uh, Newton, man. I keep these really nice in my box over there. Uh, <laughs> I love these. I see things. you've got your, uh, your own red sticker on it, too. I was like. What's that? I see you've got uh, like a, a little red sticker on oh, the back. Oh, so what I I always fear, and I've done this. I have um, I have a the Green Lantern issue, the first issue where um John Stewart his first appearance, and mm -hmm. I'm a big Green Lantern fan. That's my favorite DC comic book. So I love Green Lantern, and I grew up with John Stewart. That was my Green Lantern before Hal Jordan, because when I grew up, he was mm -hmm. part of Justice League on the cartoon. So that's, oh, okay. that's who I connected with right away as the Green Lantern. Yeah. And obviously Hal um, was part of a lot of the cartoons later, um, but that's who I connected with. I had bought it online and it had scotch tape. And as I was pulling, I was trying to be oh. real careful. And I hate when um, scotch tape is used. And I was pulling yeah. it into those old like uh, um, Bronze Age comics in the paper. Yeah. It hit just a little piece and it was stuck and I'm just like freaking oh, out. So I was trying to peel it and it peeled a little piece off. So what I use is, I don't know if you've ever seen these like in Walmart or Target. Yeah, it's yeah. Little, and people will use them for like garage sales and they'll put like the dollar on, yeah. the on it. Well, they you could put it on a, a cover and it won't hurt it. And it keeps it the back on here. So I only use these. Like I have a pack here and that's all I use. I won't use scotch. Oh, that's, that's a good idea because they're not super sticky like tape. No, know? they're sticky enough to where to hold it. And it doesn't, yeah, yeah. Off, but it's not too sticky to where it's going to ruin it. And so yeah. I'm just like, I'm so careful with that now, man. It freaks well, me that's, out. You know, I think I'm going to start doing that too, because you can color code it too. Not think about it. You know, um, you could write little pieces of information on it. Like, wow. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I even have like a, a one of those uh, <laughs> machines that does the stickers where you could write on there. So I'll have on my comics, like first appearance of John Stewart, and I'll put it on the outside and first appearance. Oh, and that oh, way I okay. keep it all in there. That way, if I want to look at it, I know exactly which one it is, you know. Okay, yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, those are some some great tips I got tonight. <laughs> there you go, man. But this is a <laughs> lifesaver. I did a video on YouTube one time, like stop using scotch tape, ban scotch tape from comic books. Yeah, because, yeah. And one bad mistake, and you're gonna ruin your comic book. Use these, man, because you could you could just grab one of these, put it on there, and pull it right off. It won't hurt your comic at all. You know what? That's what I'm gonna do now. Like, um, so you so I have an online shop, and you know, of course, you know, and I um. I usually uh, mail out the books myself, and 
uh, lately I've been initially um, I, I avoided scotch tape just because of what um, you said. And what I would do is I would use my finger and I would tuck it in. Yeah, yeah. Instead, so um, thing. But then after a while, I was like, I was like, yeah, you can't tuck in the edges, and it would take some time. I'd use like some little postcard just to, <laughs> like, exactly. in and out. All in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, ah, that takes too much time. So I was like, you know what? I'll just scotch tape it. You know, and I, I use a little, just like a little. I try to use yeah, just a little, little bit of tape. Not, yeah, not too much. Yeah, but um. But you know the color thing is, I think I think that's a dope idea. Yeah, and I, then you could get in all yeah. kinds of colors. You get the fluorescent. They have like a brown, black, and like a beige. So there's all kinds of colors, and yeah, you could co color coordinate based on you know whatever you're trying to do with your comics, whether it's bronze versus silver, or if it's a certain artist. Like all my Mark Wade is going to be this color. It's yeah, you could go in all kinds of different routes like that, man. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna go to Staples this weekend and get some tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I get these at. Well, you don't have Walmart where you're at, huh? Well, I don't think Walmart's up there, huh? Um. Yeah. Well. So. Yeah, I don't think uh, it's pretty far. Um, yeah. I like Stop and Shop would have these like in their little tiny section, but these are yeah. two bucks at Walmart, man, and it comes with. Oh, 315 so it'll last me like four months something like that three months yeah i'll probably get some of my staples see mm -hmm. if they have some staples yeah but yeah that's a great tip i think yeah can't tell you how much man i appreciate you man you're uh i look up to you man when you put out quality like this man it's incredible bro i mean you're you're killing it and i can't wait for more from you i know it takes time and the way you do things is very detailed and i appreciate that because the quality is it, this quality on something like this is better than a lot of what you'll see in your local comic book store it's it's that good so I, I i'm always talking about like i try to keep it cool right because i have a lot of like i love concrete comics i think derek kills it and their titles are amazing um who else advent uh, with tony and um godhood tyler martin also very yeah, high yeah. level man um and you're you're at the top man you're up there with all these guys man you just thanks i appreciate it man. yeah i even like for keisha that i use um this thing called um soft touch yeah so, so you can feel it touch, yeah when you touch the book the, the first time i um i printed a book with soft touch i was like whoa this feels so good <laughs> I was like, what books? I'm are so like, careful though. Like, I'm trying to read in the cracks because I don't want to bend it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I appreciate being on this show, Tommy. And you know, it, it, you you're always showing me so much love, and you know, um, uh, I I can't say thank you enough for all the support that you've shown. So yeah, you know, um, I look forward to coming back on the show whenever you have me. Anytime, you know, man. You, it's an open door for you, Newton. Anytime, man. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, you know, and you know, this it's crazy because um with this interview, uh I, I felt like I was talking more than answering questions. <laughs> I like that, man. I like that, man. It's just <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I mean, I think when I first met you, right, there's a lot of questions that we want to get out, but now, man, there's just like what are you doing and how are you doing it? And yeah, the, that freedom just to kind of share your mindset behind it. I think it's a lot of, it could be very helpful to uh, new creators too. 
because everyone has their own style and it's good to listen to different people and how they do things and then kind of get a blend of how they do things and make it your own, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm glad you said that. I think that's that's why I was, I was. I guess I was talking the way I I, I was because I, I I've I've already been on your show, so it feels like just saying the same things. I I said like the well the way I started is you know <laughs> kind of thing was just kind of repeating myself. You know they could watch the the first show <laughs> for that. So I guess maybe um in the back of my mind I was thinking like this will be a good opportunity to kind of just share my thoughts my ideas you know um yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, i definitely came across man and i always learn a lot when i talk to you man and yeah man and, you know as i try to make my comics man i look up to you and i <laughs> i was like if i could get anywhere near the quality of a newton man i'm gonna be all right man because you're you're at the top man you're at the peak of the mountain my friend when it comes to indie yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. It's funny because I feel like I'm I'm just getting started. Like you know, like um, I look up to my hero. You know, like um, you know, uh, Scott Snyder, James Tenryan, um, Robert Kirkman, and all those uh, guys and whose writing you know I, I really you know admire. And I'm like, I feel like you know, um, that's where I want to go to. And I feel like I have like so much more and to do in terms of, of getting there that, you know, once, once I take it to the next level that it's, it's going to be even more like, I just, I, I want to blow people's minds. You know what I mean? I, I want them to read my books and go like, what the fuck? And it's like, <laughs> like, you know, not in terms of like, um, no, I feel I know exactly what you're saying because I had that yeah. experience after reading issue one and I was back on the internet, man, going to Dream Paper <laughs> Comic to get the rest of them, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that that's my goal. I just I just want to keep I just want to keep creating and mm -hmm. you know, connecting with people, you know, creating stories that connect with people and you know, making stories that I that I enjoy too. That that's really important to me. Yeah. Like stories that I know that I would read. That's like that's my uh my lighthouse. That's that's what I use to navigate the the rough waters of uh the writing process. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well man, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, Newton. And uh man, I hope we could do this again soon. Like I said, anytime you want to come on, even if you just talk comics and the process or whatever you want to talk about, man, you're always welcome to come on, man. I love love talking with you and uh I appreciate you joining me, man, on a Friday night. I'm sure you got family stuff that you probably would had planned doing, man, but I appreciate you spending time with me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm probably gonna um go upstairs and watch some TV with the go, family. <laughs> it's still eight o'clock, so we got time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, Newton. Um, anytime you're on um or want to come on, just let me know, okay? Yeah, thanks. All, All right, right, guys. Peace. See you later, Newton. <laughs>